a little bit if we want. Self-reflection. Bam, we're live. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Guys, sorry I'm late one minute. Uh, every once in a while, I come sit in the office and um, one of the cameras is off. The main camera. Hey, I, 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 was, I was on the phone late with Jay last night. J- uh-huh. Just like talking about um, just stuff that we need to build out the room. It was exciting. That that table came right. That was yeah. who you were talking to the other day. Table came, so I think we need a, a, a TV, a couple more cameras, and then a producer's desk. Mm. It's gonna look sick. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Nice shirt. Who? Hi, golf. Golf foxtrot Yankee. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is um, uh, so some people have categorized this show as a. Uh, like a, a hater show or something? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just say that they have, just for the sake of this argument. I don't know if anyone really has. Okay. But then there's haters in the comp. Sometimes there's like a couple haters in the comments. Like there's a couple people who just every and so what if you're a hater on a hater show? <laughs> it's like it's like next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the dude in the strip club who's throwing fives instead of ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It, it's also interesting that no one in the chat engages like the straight up haters. Like as I watch the haters, there's a shoot 'em up. There's a guy who's like shoot 'em up something in his name. Have you seen this guy? He's like new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. And it, he, um, there's been like three. There's a uh, twelve daily doses, Tom Fish, and the shoot 'em up guy. And they talk in like this. I don't know if they mean to, but just when they write, it just comes across like they're absolutely fucking closed-minded and angry. And um, just con- just live in triggered mode. Yeah. <laughs> On standby. Oh, oh, I got to talk to Seema Boobs last night. That was crazy. I know. When she called? Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was my voice shaking or her voice. <laughs> that was good. Like the lady from P- Pretty in Pink is here. We got how many calls did we get last night? Two, three. Yeah, we're on a roll. That show needs a lot of calls. That show needs yeah. to be just me. Like, oh my god, I have to turn the phone off. Well, it already improved by three hundred percent, so we're on our way. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hundred percent increase. Um. Anyway, I just I just wonder I, a couple of things I noticed about those people. No one engages with those people, really, very little, and uh, and and they're hater. I don't know. They're just next level haters. There's nothing to engage. Like you said, it's like a triggered like comment. And a lot of times it's not um, very well thought out, you know? No, right. Not thought out, not well thought out at all. Yeah. Almost like begging for attention as opposed to saying something. That's what I see. A- adding value. Yeah. There's only one person on the show that can be begging for attention. <laughs> uh, listen to the PRs all day podcast. Uh, that's the Craig Howard podcast, episode 39, PRs all day with Nicole. You're right, uh, Sevy. Slow start, but she get was great. Yeah. I um Craig How- I didn't really Craig Howard talks kind of slow. I but I mean at one five I was cruising with him. Yeah. I think he's or, just or more- maybe he's just very well thought out. Is that's that what I was gonna that's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Yep. Especially with an episode like that. I think he really wants to like get it right and like be articulate in what he's saying to Nicole and precise. I love last night's CrossFit game show had zero games talk. <laughs> and as I as I as I went on um 
as, as, as we went on yesterday, I think in the beginning of the show, I said maybe we even need to change the name of the show to just cross the CrossFit show instead of the CrossFit game show, the CrossFit update show. And the CrossFit call-in. People have to call in. I always like that show because there's so many topics that we actually don't like on the list that we don't get to. I really, there were a couple of topics I did not want to get to last night. I did not want to, I did not want to bring up the, uh, the cocktails podcast. I just thought it would turn into just unhealthy talk. Slinging mud. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just not, not zero positivity. Good morning, Paulina. How Roberts. Good morning. Uh, let's get this bam thing started. Zero positivity. We're missing, we're, we're missing our guest. I'm the fill-in. <laughs> we don't have the founder, but we have the affiliate, uh, founder of one of the affiliates. <laughs> Sleeky, I loved last night's show. Awesome. Uh, Travis B., you had, 30, you, you had 30 minutes to stroke Hiller's cock last night at least. It just needed to be done. I just thought it was, oh, good morning, Sarah. Wow, it's been a minute. Oh, did you see this? It's been a minute. Oh yeah, Sarah, did you see this? Look at this. Can we can we put it somewhere else? Can we put it in the upper left? Yeah, put it wherever put it, you want. Can we put it up? I mean, there? I have to go back and switch it on the um oh. the graphics, but I could put it wherever you want. What do you want? That way it won't uh, cover our beloved uh paper street. Mm, yes. That's squared away. Yeah, that's cool. Oh shit. Oh shit! I forgot to shoot my peptides last night. Already fucking up, man. I was like four or five days in a row. I don't think you need to shoot it every day. I think it was. I read that it's every other day. The cord will be fixed soon enough. You, the cord was <laughs> fixed. You want to know what's funny? I'll show you. The cord was fixed with this. I did not do that. I had a professional come in and, and then this gave way. And you know what's crazy? Is this just tore paint off the wall? So this was fixed by something. The cord was fixed, and now there's paint torn off the wall. God, I want to slap someone. High budget, high budget. <laughs> uh, your arm will fall off, Sevi, if I don't shoot it or if I do shoot it. Oh look, yeah, look there. You can see the paint that came off. <laughs> that sucks. It only caused damage to your wall. That's the only thing that happened. I got so frustrated. I, should, I probably shouldn't tell the story with my wife last year because she used tacks on our fireplace mantle to hold up uh, kids' stockings. Mm, you know, we, we bought these things yeah. that were heavy that sit on top of the fireplace mantle. Yeah. And then they loop over and then you hang the stocking from it. It's like this, I don't know, this J weight or something. I don't know what you call it. But for some reason they didn't work because of the beveled edge of our fireplace mantle. And so my wife just put, and I was like, how does that work? She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, pull it. There's going to be a whole, oh, wow, look at you. We're going to, now it just needs to be smaller. <laughs> We're going to pull the tax out and there's going to be holes there. Uh oh, oh shit. What? I just saw a text come in from her. Oh, it says, I love you. Have a good show. Oh, whew. I thought maybe she was listening. I was going to get in trouble for telling the tax in the fireplace mantle story. <laughs> Hey, is that true? Seema Boobs and uh, has a does she have an OnlyFans page? I don't know. I don't know. Like she doesn't strike me as someone that would have the OnlyFans page. Is that the other Seema, the the original Seema? 
There what used to be a SEMA in here. Yeah. And then it's turned to like SEMA vagina or yeah. SEMA pussy. And now it's <laughs> SEMA boobs. Maybe she's just opened up a little. I got a um I don't get be look at look at look at this. Oh, Heidi. Damn, Heidi. Heidi, okay, okay. Let's do this. My wife's gonna hate this bit. <laughs> Heidi, there's holes. There's little holes, three little holes in my fireplace mantle now where t- that I look at all year where someone put tax in. Tax. Tax, there's Heidi. Something, there's something so trashy about that. Look at that wall behind Sousa. Imagine three little holes in there now. Little tiny black holes. <laughs> look at Travis B. asking the heavy questions. Uh, Seema, what's your Instagram? Oh, Heidi's been hanging out with uh, Seth Gruber. The holes are tiny, bro. Oh, I can, I can, I can see them. I can see them. Wait, is this real? Does Seema really do have the only fans? Or, or are those really her boobs? I asked if those were really her boobs, and someone in the comments said that those are really her boobs. Like five, five dudes chimed in. Oh, yes, those are. <laughs> So someone obviously knows her Instagram. I got a really, uh, really uh, nice message that kind of carried me through the day yesterday. Basically, someone sent me a a, a video saying, "Hey, the, there's the group of people in the Savon Rinstas group. I don't even know where that is. I, I'm guessing on Instagram. Have become like the best people I've ever known. They're like my best friends. And and thanks for having the podcast and." having these people come together. It was really, really fucking cool. So I'm assuming inside of there, there's a group of people who've like uh, befriended each other. I also think it's funny that it's a separate chat. It feels like when um, everybody's here as a group, but then they get like, like chow time by themselves without us. Right. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? You know, like they do in the military. It's like, <clears throat> you're always with the commanding people in the boot camp, But then when you get to go sit down to have lunch, you're just with like, just the homies, like the instructors aren't there. Oh, right. Chat right. on Instagram because right. they can kind of come back and and do their own thing. Do you think Greg's coming? He, there he is. Oh. Boom. Just, I, like, I, oh. That. just like that. Oh, that's a, that's a pretty shot. Oh. Hi. Hi. Wait, is that a karate kid? Uh, um, uh, oh, you know, you're wearing a hat backwards. I thought you were wearing like a, a, a sweatband at first. Like you, like, oh, I should do that. A do-rag. Like you were doing some Tai Chi. <laughs> yeah, I, should, I should appropriate some other culture every show. You, you should have had a bandana on and like a Bruce Lee shirt. No, my no. I looked like uh, I looked like uh, Jim from Taxi when I got out of the shower this morning, and I was like, I need a hat. Oh, Jim, who, who's which? Uh, Souza, who's Jim? Oh, Can you show me Jim from Taxi? Dude, look at this backdrop. Am I too backlit? No, yeah, but who cares? It's beautiful. It really, you really do live in a lodge. You told me you 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 bought a lodge. It really is a lodge. That place is amazing. Yeah, thank you, Sebi. Look at those doors. Hey, so that's just that's just lake behind. That just looks out um to lake. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put a, that's what I look put, like. That's it. Just put a hat on it. It helps a lot. Your credibility goes up, uh, you know, 25, 30% when you do something about that hair. 
right? It's, I mean, yeah, isn't yeah. That, what 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 is with us that we associate that with insanity? We're not going to answer that, but it's there. You can't deny it. Hey, it's the same thing. Um, uh, Murdoch had that hair on the A Team, and then um, Kramer kind of had that hair on Seinfeld. Yeah, I was Kramer and uh, Jim from Taxi. I think are almost the same character. Uh, you drove to Idaho. Drove to Idaho, bud. Amazing and, drive. And uh, it, it's a twelve-hour drive from for you, right from Scottsdale to Santa Cruz. But this is a fifteen-hour drive, and you didn't do it in one shot. Yeah, we uh, we had uh, you know two vehicles, the kids, pets all that so uh we had a a medium day uh short day and a super short day and i was surprised how much you like that because that's kind of for me i think of you as the kind of guy if it's like it doesn't matter what the destination is you're going to get in your car and go there it was painful to not just do it in 15 for, for you yeah like a practice and patience like okay we've only driven seven hours we're getting a hotel now you know the 10 a.m start I'm uh, I'm generally by 10 a.m. What uh, 300 miles down the road? Right. You're so. a four, you're a 4 a.m. and you're like borderline leaving late for you. Yep. Yeah, I know that's yep. always crazy. And, and you're there's there. early risers. There's early risers and then there's losers. That's so opinionated. No, that's fair. Hey, I mean, what do you what what is it? What's the general thoughts on people that wake up at 10 a.m. You know. Yeah, not, not good. That, that has anything to do with this, but uh, not good. Your output better be absolutely insane if it's um. Uh, for those of you who are uh, geographically illiterate, I'll give you just a little help. Uh, this one with the red line around it is Idaho. Greg is some. Oh, you're pretty. You're pretty far up here, right? Like this way flathead up. reservation area. No, way up in the top. Oh, oh, right. over here, up in the skinny part. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just to the right of Spokane. And then you came from all the way. Oh, shit. doesn't even fit in the mat. All the way down here. How do you go? Which way do you go? We uh, It's cool. We went uh, about 400 miles to Klamath Falls, Oregon. So it's the first day is a big step all in California. And then the next day is make the traverse from Klamath Falls, Oregon to uh, we went to uh, uh, Boardman, Oregon. So we did a diagonal across Oregon. And then the following day popped up into Washington across. And uh, once you're in Spokane, you're fundamentally in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. So you jumped on this little highway at Shasta. You jump on a little highway. Yeah. It was uh, in weed 97. Took oh, the five yeah, to weed. the 97. God, do you remember being a kid and, and chuckling when you ever, you would drive through weed? Yeah. Like three, four years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, can can you make that drive in the winter, Greg? Yeah. To your place, there's not. Will it, those highways are all open. Everything's open. Yeah. You haven't done You're a winter. qualified. Yeah. Yeah. And you haven't done a winter in in Idaho. No. Any part of you tempted? A very small part. Yeah. Just to burn firewood. You know, the thing for me is uh, it's the uh, reduced daylight. Getting dark at 3.30, o'clock, is, is, it weighs on you. Yeah, good point. And in that same sense, uh, 
I'm telling you, 5 a.m. here is like 7.30 in Santa Cruz. By 3.30 a.m., you can point on the horizon to where the sun's coming. Holy shit. By 4, it's obvious. Wow. Yeah. By 4.30, you could fish, ski, whatever. It's, it's daylight. The sun's not up, but it's light. So basically, you have 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. That's kind of what it's like. Wow, that's awesome. You know, uh, Jeffrey, degree mornings. Jeffrey Birchfield, a great question. What were you driving? TRX. And, and look at <coughs> oh, look someone someone with the, the same last name knows exactly what you drive. Yeah, isn't that something? Uh, your your favorite your favorite vehicle, but uh, hands down, hands down. No Audi, no Mercedes, no Toyota, no the Porsche, the Turbo S, all of it. I, I every time I jump in the TRX. Every time. It, no, uh, saying, no it's it's like the Escalade on the highway, and it's uh, indomitable. If I should end up uh, in something less than uh, highway comfortable. Yeah, and, and no one has anything bad to say about this truck. The mileage is something else. You mean like it's eight miles to the gallon? <laughs> yes, or whatever it is. I think I'm getting twelve actually. That's not bad. And, and how many horsepower? Uh, Seven hundred two. So if you don't want anyone to pass you, no one passes you. You know, it's uh, it's there if you need it, and uh, just like the off-road capability, and it's extraordinarily comfortable. The uh, ergonomics, the display. I mean, I don't want to sound like a Ram commercial here, but I could, I could do one. I felt similarly about my Raptor until this damn thing came out. You had two Raptors. I don't think so. No, oh, you had two. You have two TRXs. I do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loved the Raptor too. Yeah. It's great. You get your wife a pickup truck and then, oh, and I got one too. Oh, isn't that very nice? I've never even seen Maggie drive hers. She loves it. Yeah. Uh, I feel good. I feel good about her in it. I like the, I like the, uh, the mass. I mean, the, the kinetics of, uh, Car accidents uh, depend heavily on uh, on the mass of your vehicle. That's a great marketing line for a, a, a vehicle. You know how Volvo used to have all the commercials and it was just all about safety, safety, safety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a great campaign for a, a, a car. I feel safe my with my cl- family in this car. My client and friend, Philippe Kahn, the Silicon Valley legend, um, he said that that was bullshit about Volvos being safe. He says they just marketed it as the world's safest car, and within five years it becomes true because of who buys them. Meaning, meaning they drive them like pussies. Well, yeah, you say you say this is the world's safest car, and people that are going to go under the speed limit and always sober, and everyone's got oh. belts on and using oh. the signals and all that stuff. They're buying them. Wow, I love that. Right? I fucking love that. He says there's not a thing in that car. And he had one. He goes, there's nothing here engineering-wise that makes it safer than any other car. I'm like, okay. Uh, Philippe Kahn, born March 16th, 1952. Do you know who else was born on March 16th, 1972, 20 years after Philippe Kahn? You. Kind of weird, right? It's weird. You have a lot in common. 
Uh, he's an um, uh, engineer, entrepreneur, founder of four technology companies. That was when I was asking you about the journal. That was one part of the story a couple of shows ago. That was one part of the story that didn't come up that I've heard you uh, discuss uh, at length that he would invite you over to his house on the regular to train him. And he and you would just sit downstairs. And instead of bitching that he wouldn't wasn't coming down for five hours, you started writing. Yeah, it worked like this. Um, I knew of him and his size and and why he's big. Uh, he's big. Yeah, yeah, big man. And uh, and he was a, a, a luminary in the Silicon Valley in Santa Cruz, a superstar. And I had clients that worked for him. I had uh, multiple clients that sailed for him. And I, I wanted to train him because uh, he needed to do something about his his uh, his uh, size. And I kept telling his sailors that uh, if something happens to him, uh, the missus will get rid of the sailing program and you'll be out. Mm. So you got to get me working with him. And one day she called me. I was shocked. It worked, you know, and I thought the sailors weren't saying anything, but they, they got her ear and she called and I said, I'll start with him tomorrow. And I told her where we were. And uh, she laughed and says, Oh no, you're going to have to come up here. And I said, ma'am, I'm sorry. I don't do house calls. And she what says, year is this, Greg? Oh, geez. Roughly within five years, 95, 85. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Okay. Okay. So the missus, the missus says, "Hey, you got to come up here," and you're like, "You don't do house calls." Yeah, I don't do house calls. Thank you. And she says, "I'll double your rate and pay your travel time." So I'm making seventy-five an hour. I do the math. That's one hundred and fifty plus the travel there. I'm like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Now here's the problem for me: I don't have a car. And she's 20 miles away. So, so, so 26 years ago, you didn't have a car, but today you drive a 700 horsepower Raptor. Things have changed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I rented a car and put a rower and barbells and it was like, a, you know, like a, like a Kia, right? So I got the windows rolled down and a barbell hanging out. I mean, it was hilarious and drugged the shit up to their house. And after a week of that, she said, uh, uh, why don't we just buy this stuff so you don't have to lug it up here? It's great. Then I got a motorcycle. And oh. uh, I would get there. I had a standing 11 o'clock because I could start at 5 and finish my privates and classes with enough time to get up there 11-ish. And that guy would let me wait sometimes until 5, 6, 7, 8 p.m. So oh, you're shit. saying that there's times you showed up there at 11 a.m. and at 8 p.m. you still hadn't seen him? Uh-huh. And I could hear him upstairs. And there was no cell phone. Playing. No one would call you and be like, hey, we're running late. No, no. no. I'd see all kinds of people coming in and out of the house, like the saxophone teacher. Uh, I'd hear him playing the sax. I'd hear him walking around upstairs. He might even run down and get some shoes and go do something. Uh-huh. And I sat there. They offered to put me inside the house to wait where I could work. And what I did is I made a, I fashioned a, a table and chairs out of uh, uh, cases of water bottles, Costco cases of water bottles. And a lot of the journal was written there. Um, so that would be a thousand dollar day with uh, maybe no trade. You didn't train them. Right. They, they paid you $150 an hour. You sat there for nine hours. And then it was great to write. 
1997, Philippe Kahn created the first camera phone solution. So, so he had more money than God. Dude, he's he's he was a he's ridden his motorcycle across Afghanistan. Wow, he's fluent in a half a dozen languages. And I've asked people, like you know, I'd ask ask one of the gals, "Is his Spanish good?" And they go, "It's great. It's flawless. His French perfect." Um, he's got a PhD in mathematics. He's an, an extraordinary human being. Are you still in touch with him? Yeah, yeah. More so the misses, you know. I mean, we're close. We always will be. I've um, I would say that I'm probably uh, the rare friend out of the professional folks in his life. I mean, like, look, I go to the I go to the house one day at eleven o'clock, and there's a guy sitting on my water bottles with a suit on, right? Uh huh. And he looks really familiar to me. And I'm like, you know, so I'm, he's not talking. I'm not talking. I just, he's bummed. He's sitting on my, at my desk and uh, he's waiting in the garage like everyone would. And later I come to find out that it was, Philippe had shown me an article in People Magazine on a sleep expert at Harvard Mm -hmm. and asked me what I thought of the article. I got, it looks like bullshit to me. But anyways, that was the guy. It was the guy from the article. Oh, he's sitting there. He's sitting there in the garage on the water bottles waiting for Philippe. Um, uh, There's a novel in waiting for Philippe. The people I've seen waiting for Philippe. You could wait days. Oh, like your book, um, uh, pictures of um, uh, mathematics boards. There could be a book of pictures of people waiting for Philippe. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did you ever get angry for him? Uh, Did you get angry about that or resent him for that? No, no, I was, I realized I was being paid to do that. Yeah. And frankly, the, the four hours in wait was quite a bit easier than the, you know, hour of training. He pushed back. He was a bad client. Oh yeah. He was a challenge. He was a challenge. That's why we became friends. And um, if it wasn't for that, do you think that the journal, do you think that that's pivotal that what happened there to the existence of the journal? No, I was kind of committed on that path. Um, you would have gone somewhere and written it anyway. If you trained him, then you would have. Yeah, I was. I was going to that coffee shop near your house. Right, the ugly mug. Yeah, the ugly mug. And I sat regularly next to a gal who had this, uh, what do they call it? Uh, glyphomania. What she, she, was, she was just writing and talking, furiously writing, talking, but semi-audibly. I could catch a word or two talking to herself and writing in a notebook. And uh, one day after sitting next to her for weeks, she went outside to do something. I just kind of craned my neck and looked all over and it was just gibberish. It was, it wasn't even writing. It was just circles and swirls and stars. And Graphomania, a pathological impulse to write, which may generate into graphorrhea. Oh, like diarrhea, but graphorrhea. Yeah. 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 She had, yeah, it was graphorrhea. All over the page, a notebook full of it, notebooks. The compulsive writing of incoherent and meaningless words. I actually found it comfortable to sit, you know, three feet away from her to have her between me and the door. <laughs> in case a shooter came in? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was like white noise. She was cool. Um, there, going, going back to that Volvo thing, this is... The, uh, you tell people it's the safest car in the world and then people, the, the, the safest people in the world get it. People who are concerned about safety and therefore they're the people who wear their seatbelts or the people who drive the proper speed limit. 
they take the fucking two day driver safety course, all that. You kind you kind of like you're like um uh Cupid. You're you're a matchmaker just by saying that. That being said, there's all these like uh self-help books like to materialize shit. And and the way you explained it right there to materialize it, there's nothing magical about it. It's um, it's it's bait. But there's this there's this whole world of like you know people say I manifested this. You know what I mean? Like you'll hear some really rich person say I manifested this, or I already saw it, or I already thought of myself. Even when I hear um, Tyson Bajan talk, there's this like a, a like a level of confidence. I already saw my I already see myself. He didn't say it exactly like this, but as being an NFL quarterback. It's like this cross between like visualization, manifest, clear, obvious to the eye or mind. Did you I, – I never hear you talk about any of that stuff in the growth of CrossFit. Like here you are telling us that you didn't even have a car in 1997. Did, did you ever put your does – does any of that, that kind of stuff uh, resonate with you? Like almost fake it till you make it or like, um, uh, you, you know, like you see the book, the guy, there's, there's a, the chicken soup guy says, I, I saw, I, I drove by this house every single day. I was poor and I wanted this house or I saw this house in a magazine and I cut it out and 20 years later I own the house and it's like a $20 million house, you know? That was, that was never, I, I've never heard you even, for you it was just, you were just doing stuff, putting your head down, thinking, working on ideas. Yeah, I, uh, you know, you've heard me say this before. I'm kind of a process guy more than an endpoint guy. And, uh, you know, the goal with uh, with 100 affiliates, if you're going to have a goal, and I didn't, but at the point you have 100, it's not that you envision 15,000. It's that you try to remove every obstacle between where you're at and 15,000. Hmm. So you're like, I don't. Why not? You know, curling—that silly thing people do on the on the ice, where you're brushing ahead of the thing that's rolling. Yeah, I, don't know. I think I think that that brushing is to help the path, right? Uh, yeah, I, hope I assume. Not, right. I hope it's not nothing. <laughs> right, right, right. Either make it smooth, either make it move faster or uh, slower. Some, some, some does or something to the, the ice path. It's yeah. It's affecting the, affecting the movement, right? Is the right, assumption? Yeah. 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 And look, I know nothing about it. It's odd. Um, but I mean, is it is it like that? Mm. So if someone said you're gonna have ten thousand affiliates one day, I mean, okay. But that but 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 not your goal, not your like no, you didn't, thinking, you didn't picture yourself, feels, okay. Here I am sitting on a throne, it says feels, the word CrossFit behind me, and then it says CEO and none of that shit. That thinking feels wrong to me. And let me talk about Philippe Kahn again. It's odd that he can come up several times in the morning because he only comes up once a week in my life. No, <laughs> once a month, maybe. Um, he had several startups that he sold for nine, ten figures to Fortune 100 companies. Each company ended up crossing the finish line. That's what he wanted to do, build these things and sell them. Engaged in enterprise that was wildly divergent from the original business plan. And what had happened in 
each of several instances, might have been, may have been three, was that a technical impasse doomed the original intent. And a meeting would be hastily <laughs> thrown together to decide what the new enterprise was. And that's the thing that ended up selling for 10 figures to a Fortune 100 is a critical piece of technology. The cell phone thing, I don't, I should, I don't want to speak technical. I'll have, I'll have Eric Bodnir calling up, chewing my ass out for getting the details wrong. But uh, uh, some of them were heroic plays at a new direction that fundamentally worked, these Hail Marys. And his line was that had he had better vision, he wouldn't have started the companies that he sold. Mm. He might have seen, he would have seen the impasse and said, fuck it. So and I, and so I I, I recognize that again. What that's about it's about getting up in the morning and scrubbing the ice so the the thing goes the right way, right? The, the, uh, hey, the, the train the training's like that too. What I'm trying to do in your training is remove the movements I don't like. Someone told me once that important concept in pedagogy was to sing the praises, and the inference was is that I'm just standing there saying negative shit to 20 people standing around yelling at them. And I took it in. I appreciate that. Fuck you. Um, you know, so I'm like, okay. What is I'm pedagogy? Glad, the I'm, art of teaching? What is pedagogy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm left with like, I'm glad your pull-ups don't suck as much as your squats. Right, okay. You know, good job, nice job. I mean, I, look, here's what I want. I want you to, I want you to if you if you'll stop doing everything I tell you to quit doing, and I'll show you what to do, and then I'll just tell you what I don't like, we eventually get there. It's a kind of an act of of sculpting. I'm removing the parts that aren't that aren't correct. And if I watch your deadlift and got nothing to say, that's probably because it's perfect. I'm gonna give you a wow, pat on the back. Let's go next. You know. The art of the group teaching was that my clients were happy as fuck if they didn't get a lot of attention. <laughs> That's funny. Because if I'm standing next to you with a hand on you and there's 20 people in the room, it's not because your deadlift's so fucking nice. Right. We're on. We're working the other side of the room. Um. When when uh when Kaiser Kaiser was making boats in World War II, I think it was World War II, and the war was over. They had a massive, uh, uh, you know, hospital um, plan for their whatever their fucking 240,000 employees. And they shut down the boating business and they turned into a, a hospital. Those, no were, the, history. those were their roots. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm fucking up the story, but I think the spirit of what I'm saying is right. They went from a boating company that was had medical policy and, and, and facilities on the property to, hey, we don't build boats anymore and we're now a, a hospital. That's kind of what you're saying. Philippe had that capability, so he thought, "I'm going to build a boating company, that, or I'm going to build some. I'm going to build an electric car." And you realize, "Oh fuck, I'm fucking up." And at some point, you're like, "Hey, we have all this infrastructure. What should we do?" And he pivots to building an electric um, uh, wheelbarrow. That's an adequate analogy. Yeah, crazy. It, having kids is kind of like that. You direction. would never have them if someone told you, "Like, hey, there's going to be 300 nights in a row where you're not going to sleep." You're like, "Fuck that! I'm not doing that." Greg, are you are you uh, wait, waiting for the Cybertruck? 
No, I'm with. Uh, no, Elon owes me a roadster. Oh, you remember oh, that? That's right. Yeah, I bought that when we lived in Rancho Santa Fe together. Still no word. Cash. Nope. I told you I got word up to him though through his uh, through his uh, the guy that maintains the ca- the cabin environment for his SpaceX. Used to he was the glucose monitoring guy. But I passed word up to Elon that I wasn't going to take a trip to Mars in lieu of my Roadster. Like a, do, I wasn't going to take other product. Do they have a picture of the Roadster? What, that that thing was o- over 200 miles an hour? I don't know. Yeah, what's it? Yeah, it's whatever. I don't know. I think they only have pictures of the old ones. I think they were calling it the 2022 in 2020. It's come and gone. Uh, the guy who, who often works the back end here, his name is Caleb and it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Caleb. Happy birthday, Caleb. Yeah. Good dude. Um, did you hear about, uh, Elon and, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, fighting? I did. And, um, I'm going to play this little clip. This is, uh, Dana White, uh, talking about the, um, the subject. Uh, here, here we go about this is there a possibility this is really going to happen well just to, just to give some clarification so what he said is mark zuckerberg responded with send me location which is something that habib Nurmagomedov says when people challenge him so that that was what send me location meant and uh i was talking to both elon and uh mark last night both guys are absolutely dead serious about this now wait, wait, wait. can we can uh, how I, do you, would you, tell us why you say that because they both said, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> they both want to do it. Mark Zuckerberg hit me up first and said, is he serious? And I said, I don't know. Let me ask him. I asked him and he said, yeah, I'm dead serious. You know, um, you know, obviously, for, for and I agree with you, Harvey, this would be the biggest fight ever in the history of the world. Um, bigger than anything that's ever been done. It would break all pay-per-view records. These guys would raise, you know, Hundreds of millions of dollars for charity. That's the part that's freaking me out. Why? Why? Why would we but want the data? It? The data's seen a billion dollars and is and is waving around the hundred million. Well, that too. But why would why would we want the money to go to charity? Don't we trust? I, I totally am happy with the way Elon and Mark are going to spend the money. I think it helps the economy more if we let them spend it. I think more people are helped if we let them spend it. They're they're going to give it to some fucking children cancer fund where ninety eight percent of the money goes to admin and two percent goes to, um, uh, looking for a cure for cancer where there is no answer. I'm tripping. What do you what do you think about that? Uh, my views are probably even more extreme. I, I agree. Like let them spend the money, right? Elon's going to do something that's going to create jobs. Mark's going to do something that creates jobs, whether you like them or not. That's how they're going to spend the money and create more jobs. I think that the intrigue of those two guys and their personalities and what we presume to be their kind of political differences um, create such a cool uh, tension that doesn't need to be turned into we're the world or some other kind of crap. I mean, next thing I'm gonna hear, it's, it's, they're gonna, it's, the money's gonna go to uh, to help climate change, right? 
Hey, did I also heard that they're looking at the Colosseum in Rome as the uh, location? Oh, that's hilarious! For the fight. Hey, hey, let me tell you what. Let me tell you how these things end up. You know, look. Stern says that Trump's presidency started with a joke that he'd announce a candidacy and get ratings for his show. And we ended up with a fucking president that way. Yeah. So, yeah, this could happen. It, were they serious? I, you know, who knows? They, they might end up serious. But who I would just... win? That's the thing. That's the part. That's the thing. Um, Zuckerberg's a scrawny little guy, right? I don't know like if he is I? any... I don't know if he is anymore. I, I, I don't. I don't. He's he's been training a lot. There's a lot of footage of him popping he up. Trains the, with my. He trains with a friend of mine. That's right. Yep. That's right. The same yep. guy who trained who trained John Wick. I, Dave Dave Camarillo was one of my favorite clients of all time. Yeah. And, Go ahead. An, an extraordinary character. Why do you say that? What about him? For him? He's highly intelligent, thoughtful. Um, you know, you're explaining something to a room full of people, and Dave's the one looking you right in the eyes. Quick learner, great athlete. Where did you train him, uh, Greg? Where? Yeah. In Santa Cruz, at the, at this at the at the um circle, what, what was the uh, yeah um, yeah uh, research park? Wow! So he research was there park with drive. He was there with uh, the the whole crew, the Dave, with the BJ Nicole, Penn, the Tony, the BJ Penn. Okay, with uh, cr- uh, Crazy Bob Cook, Garth Taylor. Uh, you know you can't. He and he's who is the fourth degree black belt who was up at your house the other day? Uh, Mike Weaver. Mike Weaver. Him too. Yep. Weaver was in that crew. Uh, Hackleman came around on the oh. regular. Yeah, we had we had more martial arts and more Olympic class sailing in that little in that two thousand square feet in Santa Cruz than could be found almost anywhere in the world. It's man, what a what a testament to uh, CrossFit and your coaching that people like this were coming to you and allowing you to uh, to train them, asking you, begging Scotty you. Scotty and Gumby and beyond the mat, uh, uh, on the mat guys. Um, yeah, they were regulars. The San Jose, the San, the proximity of San Jose was was key because all of Half Gracie's folks were coming down. But I knew BJ before he got his purple belt. Um, uh, he spent 14 months away from home to train uh, Keanu Reeves for John Wick. John Wick 4. Crazy. Does he look the same? Do you recognize him, Camarillo? Yeah, yeah. Shit, man. That's crazy. So, so that, that, gives, that, gives, that gives Zuck an edge. Well, we don't know who Elon's been training with, right? Maybe Elon's been over there with Gordon Ryan for three years and not telling anyone. Could be. 
I didn't even know Elon What's, did what was it? Was it going to be an MMA kind of deal? That's a good question. I don't know. Is it? I see Susan nodding his head. Yeah. And I and yeah. I, and and uh, uh, Mark has been posting pictures of striking and shit too. And so, what's your instructions for for uh, Elon? Just run through them. Just fuck them up like a cement truck hitting a Kia. Yeah, hold them down. And I think it's pretty clear that uh, that um, uh, Elon's got juiced up. I think like I've seen some photos of his jaw and shit. Not, I'm I'm not uh, demeaning it in any way, but he's definitely put some. Looks like some effort into into putting on mass. Hey, when you were saying that they come from different political parties, I think I've been seeing videos of Zuckerberg basically now coming out and saying, "Hey, we fucked up. Hey, we fucked up. We were we were actually we were suppressing the truth for two years. We were limiting ideas that were allowed to be expressed." He speaks in such measured tones. And the essence of what he's saying, you you damn near have to infer from his delivery. And it all reminds me of a hostage video. Oh. I, I, I don't think he's a – look, he's made it clear he did, didn't relish, didn't want to be the, the job – have the job of the censor. And wow. the pushback from that from the left was immediate and profound. They'd have had his head. They'd hate him like they hate like they hate Elon. No, he had he had no choice in but to cooperate with the censorship culture. He was bullied into it? You think he knew all along yeah. and still went along with it? I think that when he said he didn't want to have that role, I believed him. I understood. No oh, one should. Oh, no oh. decent person should. Want to be the arbiter? Let me. I'll be the guy. I'll tell you if it's what's true and isn't. You know, right? No committee should have that responsibility. No individual should. Elon is now training with hey. George Saint Pierre. He better be. I'd what rather. I'd rather train. I'd. I'd rather train with Dave. Dave Camarillo. You know, I was encouraging you to have your boys watch the Camarillo videos. We talked to Dave right, recently. Right, right, Months ago, before any yep. of this shit popped up. Yeah, months ago, yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, I would encourage anyone to do that. The level of his instruction reminds me of other uh, masters of instruction. He is an extraordinary communicator. And there are legendary coaches that are not good communicators. Mm. Boy, I've got some great examples for you. Uh, before you talk, I, I, I want to hear some examples. These are the videos. Coaches. You're saying go yeah. to YouTube, type in Dave Camarillo, and sit down with your kids and watch some of these instructional videos. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, give me some examples of, of coaches who can't teach. I do, I can't do it. I can't oh. do that. Too offensive. They're good coaches. They're good oh, coaches. Oh. They just okay. You, what you have to do as a, as an athlete, you want to you want to make your coach happy, right? And so, even though the guy's Hungarian and you have no idea what he's saying, when he picks you up and hugs you and spins you around the room and is patting you on the head and laughing, and it was good, right? And you know too. And when he kicks the chalk bucket, 
man is furious, it probably that probably wasn't what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. And you eventually learn to read those kinds of things until you can you can make it work. We I again not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> is it people in the CrossFit space that you worked with closely yeah, with? Yeah, for, yeah, dear yeah. friends. Okay. Yes. They like okay. you know you you hang out long enough and you realize, man, this is this a really good coaching? Um, the words coming out of out of out of them um, aren't conducive to anything. Okay. Yeah, I don't want you to say his name either. Um, <laughs> or hers. <laughs> or hers. Yeah, that's what I meant. Or it's 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 name. Hey. Um, we you were know, so- Louis Simmons was it? there's what because Louis okay Louis he's dead like, we can talk great. about him you know yeah, yeah me, and, me and Louis I never understood a fucking thing he said right Fair. and I'd ask Ripito what'd he say and he'd tell me something and I'd ask someone else and they'd tell me different things and yet what like 90% of the thousand pound squats came out of his gym I'm sure there was other talents that came to bear there but I love that guy. When when did you first meet him? I forget. I forget. W- I forget. Was it uh, CrossFit was up and up and running? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We made him a subject matter expert. It was an oh. easy. It was an easy reach out. That's right. Look at Christian Kettler says, "Come on, Greg, dish the dirt. No one's listening." <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a safe space, Greg. It's a safe space. Um, I, I think you know, you were... I, look, I go out of my way not to be mean. Hey, I held up an example of the worst fucking overhead squad I'd ever seen. I got it offline mm-hmm. and I included it in a journal article. Mm-hmm. And my client comes in the morning and it's, uh, it's uh, from Flagstaff. Um, Lisa Ray. Yes, she comes in and she's got the journal article printed out, and she's oh my god, she goes this is this is one of my best friends. Oh, and he called me, and you're like the whole world's seeing this thing, and I go oh shit, he just felt like an internet. (laughs) It was a guy that put up an overhead squad on the internet, and it was fucking horrible. <laughs> Look at Matt digging. Look at Matt digging. Not that article. No. And what happened? It, 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 it was Lisa Ray. Did, did the guy? Did Lisa Ray ever call you and be like, oh, "Greg, that's one of my clients. Sorry." Or no, you know what's funny? I did it again to someone else that she was close to on an Just... unrelated subject. It might have been. It may have been nutrition. We'll let her share that. But it was like, damn. I'm so sorry, but there's you know there's there's real people out there. Uh, Chase Ingram, uh, I love the CrossFit Journal. Thank you. I, I I can't believe that someone, none of the new owners have brought that back yet. It it fits perfectly into their business model. Subscription, content feed mind-boggling to me do you or anyone have a sense of a kind of a devolution of fitness right now are you you, have anyone surprised at some of the the 
articles that are coming out coming up uh is everyone ready for for you mean like back to carbs and the lateral raises Uh uh-huh you're probably not going to like my character characterization of it but it seems like that there was a a, a, a big movement one way and not that and that maybe it's 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 like like we ran to one end of the boat and the boat did this and now it's kind of maybe leveling out a little bit like i think a lot of crossfitters are pro, are probably have been around long enough now to where they're going back to some of their old habits for sure for sure what are you seeing I'm seeing a resurgence of uh, of a uh, low fat uh, uh, isolation movement, lower intensity. Almost like I'm propaganda seeing, from seeing, from the food industry. I'm seeing articles in the in the uh, not that I'm reading them. But I'm seeing articles on nutrition in what would be mainstream for the for the fitness world, um, where they you see a, a, there's a, a, a credit given to the facts checked by a, a registered dietitian. Oh, You know, it's funny that I typed in low fat into Google just now, and I, there's not a news button. There's images, there's foods, there's, oh, there it is, low fat news. There we go. Well, the, 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 this is good news. The very first thing that comes up is truthful yet misleading package. Consumers falsely believe that low fat means less sugar. Oh, but then the second thing is, is a high carb, low fat diet, a complete guide for beginners. My goodness. U.S. Uh, Health News low-fat, low-carb diet compatibility. What do you think is happening? Do you have do you have a uh, do you have a, um, a hypothesis or thoughts on, on what's happening? No, the powers that be are doing a better job at selling Snicker bars again. Yeah, yeah, fundamentally. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that CrossFit um, uh, ha- has uh, shrunk in size? Do you think that there's probably few- – do you think that there are fewer gyms now than there have been in the last five years? There are fewer CrossFitters. Do you think that there's a contraction? It's so hard to tell because the economy is contracting everywhere, right? I mean fucking – San Francisco is basically shutting down. And so I can't tell if it's CrossFit or if it's just the whole world is kind of going through a contraction. I don't have a – I don't have a – I don't have a clear sense of that. But but you see but do you appreciate that observation? Do you agree with that observation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Me uh, me neither. Uh Greg, is aspartame preferable to sugar? What is it? That's the stuff that's in Diet Coke versus just regular Coke, the shit that's in regular yeah, Coke. I- I would ha- I have to give that a, a qualified yes. Um, but we might have trouble with the dosing, right? You know, at what doses? Um, but uh, it, I got to tell the story of being at the Jack in a Box with you, Sev, just yesterday. 
So it was Manhattan uh, Beach, right? The one Manhattan Beach. Yep. And there was a guy that was gal having trouble. I remember it was a guy or gal, but having trouble working the uh, soda machine, the computerized Coke machine. And uh, couldn't get ice, couldn't get liquid, just frustrated. Guy about as big as the machine. And I stopped and went over and asked him if I could help. And he's, yeah. And I said, what are you trying to get? He wants Coke. And I said, well, first we'll get ice. I go, but that shit's going to give you diabetes. And what do you say, Sev? I already have it. Yeah, Quipped I already you have quickly. it. You're like, uh, ma'am, uh, that's going to give you diabetes. And I already have it. I only drink two of these a day now. <laughs> Shit like that. It was funny, sad, but funny. I was like. And to make this story weird, what happened about a year later? The same machine. Uh, same thing. Same, identical. Same thing. Yeah, yeah different yeah. person. Different. Yeah. I, and what's funny is I can't remember which one, if they were boys or girls either. That's how large they were. They had lost their, their whatever defines us, our sex. Yeah, sex is the term. My my what my uh my there was a there was one time uh, we were trying to get into the CrossFit Games you and I through the back door, and I I swear to God this is no exaggeration there was a, a security guard there that was it was over four hundred pounds, his shirt was so large that it was no longer a shirt, it was the, it was basically a sheet with a hole in it maybe he was five hundred pounds and he's standing there and he's against the chain link fence and he's telling you and I we can't get in we've ridden our bikes there but like a few days before the main event. And while they're calling security over to get you vetted, you're fucking like, you're 10 minutes into a conversation with him trying to get him into a CrossFit gym. Dude, I have something for you. Do you remember that? He's pouring hey. sweat at 7.30 in the morning. He's the, He was like one of the biggest men I've ever seen Like that's not like in a bed. If that doesn't stimulate you as a trainer... Um, I, it's it's no different than than the rush Michelangelo must have gotten out of seeing the right chunk of of marble, right? Are you in the wrong? Wow, wow! So you're a graffiti artist, and you're driving by with your mom in the car, and you see a fucking building that's gone up, and it's five stories of just just with with stairs Canvas. along it that you can paint your masterpiece. Canvas. And if you don't fucking go home and wash your face mask and start getting the fucking cans ready, you're not a real graffiti artist. That's what you're saying. You're saying if you ah. see a fat motherfucker and you don't want to go over to him and be like, okay, here we go, that you're not really a trainer? Is it like that? I'll, absolutely. I'll make him so Holy his fucking mom shit. doesn't recognize him. I'll make him so his mom doesn't recognize him. Holy shit. Make, make his uncle cry. Alter, alter his landscape in ways that I, I will never understand. Holy shit. That's funny. I never thought of it like that. What do you want? You want to, you want to start with froning and do what? If you see a fat person and you're not stimulated by that, if you don't see, it's like a, it's like being a kid who's like, said he, you claim you're the best tree climber in your neighborhood. You, every you, tree. You remember, is, I don't know if you remember my intro line was, but it's this: I can help you. Yeah, no I've heard you say this one. I have something for you. Yeah, I got something. I got something that, that would help you. Yeah, and they're never like, "What are you talking about?" They know. <laughs> they know. Yeah. They know. Uh, Seema boobs. 
I do. Th- those are actually her boobs. I heard too. Someone in the chat told me. I do have to credit Greg though. What do you mean though? Why can't you just say I do have to credit Greg for saving my back? What he, did he stand behind you and hold your boobs up? Like what do you mean he saved your back? I lost weight and did CrossFit and didn't have to have my surgery. Oh, I hope it wasn't breast reduction. I'll leave all of that alone. It's fine. Okay, good. Yeah, what is that though? She was just talking shit about me, huh? I don't know. I I don't think so. She's not a hater normally. Let me see. Funny. Um. Uh. Oh. Okay. Here we go. I think there's a lowering of intensity in the name of not blowing out your adrenals and not messing up hormones. Okay. Like all horse shit on that. What do you What do you say? That's my That's my instincts. Uh, Frederick Rossi Mordi. CrossFit is no longer the revolution that Coach Glassman created. So now we are back with the fact that regardless of how you move your body, you're going to get healthier. We need Greg back ASAP. There is this thing, um, you know, it's in my own little world that I, if you don't go to an affiliate, it's really hard to do the intensity piece and that every, and that you can get lazy really quick, not doing the intensity piece. And like you said, that's really where the magic is. I mean, if you if you don't do the intensity, you're not you're it, it's just it's not CrossFit, just straight up. Uh, Allison NYC, no, uh, Seema boobs loves you, Greg. Oh, all right, so, boobs standing up for boobs, boobs, boob defense. Good morning, Miss Allison. Holy shit. Big and flexy. Uh, CrossFit saved my uh, morbidity, morbidly obese ass. I'm down 165 pounds. Katie says I told her she was morbidly obese. Grandma Katie? Yeah. Recently she told you that? Yeah. But she is. Well, she, I told her I did not. She goes, you most certainly did. So, yeah, okay. Sorry. But yeah but she is she is she's she she i've seen her where she she has to she's pushing 400 pounds where she when she walks she has to like go to targets that's how fat she's been so it's a a, by the way this is a really good friend of mine and greg's i met her through greg and uh you've been nothing but great to her by the way you've been fucking an immensely positive force in her life but i really like hanging with her she's a cool girl yeah she's a friend and she's smart she is. She's she's very clever. Oh, Greg is going to love this. Anthony Yabarbo, uh, often uh, not spoken about a lot, but Greg used to speak about it a lot. CrossFit saved my skinny ass. I'm up 70 pounds. You, you used to speak about that a lot, about basically you've saved as many fat people as you have anorexics. I mean, not you wouldn't speak about it in that braggadocious manner, but just the efficacy or what the qualities that CrossFit brings out in people. You know, my... my uh... My uh, stepmother asked my sister Kathy if she would talk to her daughter about her eating disorder. And Kathy's like, well, I, what am I going to say? Because I don't, you know, say something to her, please. So Kathy walks into the room and says, eat, bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, no, I, uh, when I think of your stepmother, I could definitely see where her daughter's probably got their eating disorder. Your stepmother is probably one of the smallest, most petite human beings I've ever seen. 
80 pounds. Uh, you know, if you look at Fran mm-hmm. and you take a take a nice distribution of folks, all all types. It, first of all, you're going to scale it for some, right? Of course, right. But even outside of the scaling, the stimulus is going to be is going to be something very different for a power lifter than it would for someone skinny. What what do you mean by that? Right. The stimulus is going to be different. It's how it affects. Well, if you're if you're a marathoner, um, uh, Fran is RX is going to make you a whole lot stronger. Okay. If you're a powerlifter, I don't think we're going to see you get stronger. Not in any kind of you know absolute sense, but the uh, the cardiorespiratory component mm. will be significant. Mm. You remember the kid that, that took the 50 pound dumbbells to do Fran? And oh, at a level at a level one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, let me use these, you know. Ended up with it was hilarious. A dowel, right? <laughs> His strength abandoned him. Yes. Uh Dick Butter, I love my 12 minute scale of Fran. <laughs> We had a we had a guy at uh, SQT, but Dave uh, was the master chief at the SEAL qualification training phase at Buds, and for a pretty good period, every newly minted SEAL prior to getting a Trident became a level one trainer, and so we were baked into the curriculum. And uh, I had a kid ask me once, young young about to become a seal ask uh how fit can you get in a workout that takes you 10 that only takes 10 minutes that's what he did it was a 10 minute cap and he got a cap thing or maybe minutes. so i asked him how long did it take you and he says 10 minutes and i go well i can answer your question five times fitter than you are meaning the two minute friend uh, right right we don't even have to guesstimate here quantify this shit it got it got a pretty good round of uh, approval i mean i was well understood Dude, it's so fucking obvious yeah two hey, minutes it's wow. not you used to have to it used to be part of the seal training to take the two-day level one um course mm-hmm. it was a, and we it's not it anymore and it's we not anymore there. boy there's a story to tell behind all of that can you tell that i can't can you tell me why you can't tell it? Do I know the story? It involves two uh, two team guys. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them extremely well known. Uh huh. And uh, and uh, a dispute they had with one another that that uh spilled over into 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 my camp uh, something political <laughs> it, it it all boiled down to a an a dispute on uh, on uh, operations on an operational issue 
Like out in the theater? Yes. And somehow ended up being like, well, fuck you. We're not doing CrossFit anymore. Even though it's not related. I was called and asked how it was I could uh, associate with this one fellow. And I said, he's pretty senior in your organization. How is this my problem? Right. And it was it was brought to be my problem. Uh, Josh, uh, still Lehrman. friends with the guy, by the way. Oh, you you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bo- both of them. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sacrifice a friend. Uh, the 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 one that I wasn't willing to burn um, wasn't a friend, but a, but an associate. Well uh, known to me. And to everyone. If I, if I, uh-huh. right, right. Okay. Now, now I'm starting to remember the story. Um, uh, let I me read put, a bunch. I of... was, I, I was put in a, I was put in a, a quandary. Uh, let me read through some of these tankeries. Ozempic is like the Viagra for fat asses these days. Uh, uh, are you familiar with this Ozempic thing that's going yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids sing the the uh, the, the commercials. Song? Jake Chapman, we got my mother-in-law. We got my mother-in-law. By the way, uh, Viagra is a recreational drug. Ozempic is is a weight loss drug. Viagra is not. Viagra is a recreate. I have some interesting thoughts about Viagra. Um, It's basically it's just another recreational drug. Jake Chapman, we got my mother-in-law into CrossFit. Uh, By the way, but I, I, no one get it all twisted and think I take it. I, I don't. I have taken it, but it's, it's. Um, I don't like the way it makes me feel. Uh, Jake Chapman, we got my mother-in-law into CrossFit in 2018. She qualified for the 65-plus games this year. Wow, crazy. Congrats. Um, uh, Jeremy, uh, you think, let me ask you this. You think old people should be in the CrossFit games? Part of me thinks it's just too dangerous. Like, why, really? You're going to push that hard? Am I just being a pussy? Like, you're going to blow out a tendon or something. What are you doing? Thought. Yeah, Yeah, I don't I don't have an easy answer for that. Yeah, okay. Um uh did I miss uh, how Greg feels about Dave's new role? I don't think we've talked about that. What that he's he's clawed his way back to where I had him almost. <laughs> hey, clawed is better than slithered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they tried executing the guy, and so they put him back in training, and then back at the games. And yeah, of course. Oh, you think you should be what, CEO? Like you think- Do you think you should be CEO, Greg? I, honest to God, my hesitation here is I'm not. I'm not holding anything back. I yeah. don't have a. I don't have an opinion on that. Okay. But uh, I, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, you know. Anyone's wondering what the relationship with Dave and I is. Dave's my friend. Yeah. And it, no one should ever doubt that for even a second. And uh, I'm uh, rabidly loyal to friends. And with Dave, it's, it's easy because his loyalty and uh, integrity extend past uh, his friendships. It's an, it's an easy man to befriend. 
this is this is no disrespect to Don. Kudos to Don. I'm sure uh, he's busting his ass. I'm sure he's going to do a great job of blah, 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 whatever. But just go back. You sell the company. And then for me, like to not put Dave in charge right away and, and j- seems absolutely nuts to me just because of his proximity to you, what he knows and his command of the ship. I, I just personally think it's um, – I, 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 to this day, I still don't get it. And I don't know any shortcomings that they could possibly be aware of that wouldn't have made him just epic, other than the fact that maybe he just doesn't talk their bullshit. And dude, they talk some bullshit. Yeah, look, corporate bullshit. They purchased. They purchased something that they thought was was just another business. Right. There was some excitement about it because of the the product line, you know, and the culture and all that. But they were convinced that it's just another business. And imagine, imagine building a high-rise apartment building and then selling it to the state as their brand new department of motor vehicles. It's going to be a little operational, a little weird, right? Right, right, right. And uh, the the uh, the focus that's the fiduciary obligation of the. Uh, people that run the thing to maximize the return on the investment um, will run counter to the cultural pillars Mm. that were the whole thing. And far as I was concerned for what I see it as. And so this attempt to, cause I mean, how do you, you know, what are those cultural pillars and does that, does that go back to the beginning of the podcast when we first started talking? Does that have some con- connect to the beginning of the podcast about staying out of the way? Yes. It's the least rents notion again. Which is and, what? Uh, well, what we, were, what we were doing is we were, we were fueling a revolution in fitness. And instrumental to that spread was the opportunity to transform people's lives in a breathtaking manner and be compensated handsomely for doing so to earn a living of a, of a uh, dentist in a small town, transforming the people's lives in no way that a dentist ever could and acquiring the skills for that. The first step in a, in a weekend and having a mothership that provided what <laughs> legislation, right? right? Validation, Litigation. Education. Education. And weren't weren't thinking of you selling CrossFit jump ropes, CrossFit fish oil, CrossFit dumbbells. Those things will be irresistible. Um uh uh what is well before I before I do this? What's wrong with that? Why not do that? Why not do that? Why why not? I'm why not, not going to attach some moral to it. It's just it's not it's not what I was it's not what I was running. It's not what I own. It's not what I built. Okay, okay, okay. And so and so then someone who bought it. So it's basically I'm sure you've done this before. You buy a bike and you think you're going to attach some basket to it and the bike doesn't work. Like if you're bought like a really nice electric bike and you do something to it and fucked it up and you're like, what did I do? Or you switch the handlebars and you're like, fuck, I a- fucked something up. Amazon offered to make me a fish oil billionaire. Uh-huh. 
they could talk about everything except fish oil. Uh, explain, explain. You lost me. Well, it was going to be the world's best fish oil because it had my fucking name on it. That's not oh, good right. enough for me. <laughs> right. So we meet with the Nordic Naturals, but will it be the same stuff we're selling? Except it'll be called CrossFit. Right. And I, for my thinking is if it says CrossFit, it's got to be better than any other fish oil. Right. You didn't want to spend any – you used to talk about not spending the brand equity. That's right. Don't spend the brand equity. The brand, the brand was so strong because the training was so good. Right. Now, if you got a fish oil that works like Viagra, maybe we'll call that some CrossFit fish oil or something. But I don't – I don't want to. I don't want to take the stuff in the Nordic Naturals bottle and put a CrossFit label on it and jack up the price and be proud of anything I've done. Um. Uh. It. I that's, could. You know what? I don't. That's not it. That's. I don't think. I don't think I'm bizarre that way. Um. Call up the might people at right Ferrari word, but... with a with a stupid fucking idea. You come right up against how much pride they have in that product. You remember the stories we used to tell here about from Bruce Edwards about people trying to lure in and out. For lure in and out of what? Into selling. Oh. <laughs> deals. They show up with all kinds of stuff. Leather-bound game plans. They ended up with a leather-bound take-you-out-to-lunch rejection thing. So they'd beg to meet with their senior execs, and they'd push something their way, and they'd give you their rejection without even seeing what they gave you. Also formally done and polite and nice. And... Right. Um, I want to get through some of these, uh, coach, uh, Gla Jason Ackerman, coach Glassman changed my life. I'm forever grateful to him. Much love, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jason. Jason's a friend. Uh, Josh Lehrman. Did Greg ever think he would see an under two minute Fran? Wasn't surprised by it. Um, uh, my, my, is that really your body? Is that for real? Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, my mom is morbidly obese, used to be super fit. Uh, she was just told she's a diabetic. She's excited about going on Ozempic. It absolutely kills me, but she refuses to take accountability. I, I was talking about this person's body on the show a couple days ago. Now everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, Heidi Krum. Parenting advice, please. My kid loves to do ballet and rock climbing independently but has no interest in classes. She's four and a half years old. Should I encourage classes or just keep doing stuff alone? What would your answer be to that? Yeah, I would encourage uh, both. Both. That's, I would right. That's exactly right. Exactly yeah, I right. But but I would encourage classes, and how I would encourage classes is, and this is I've told the story a million times. But my kid didn't want to do jujitsu, and so I just took them to the class. And this was it was a fucking a long trek, half hour there, hour drive home in traffic, and for the first three months it was literally 
three days a week. I drove there and I would just put the gi on Avi and tell him, you don't have to do the class. You just have to sit on the mat in base position. And after fucking three months, he started doing it. And now he fucking hard. You know, Mike, I'm obsessed with it. My kids cool. do martial arts six days a week for the last three years. And, and, and got, he loves I've, it. And he loves it. I've got one that doesn't want to do tournaments because of the, the, yeah, the loss too. creates a devastation that he just can't he just can't cope with. Yeah, I got one of those. And I've got another one who so relishes the, the opportunity to kick someone's ass, she's willing to get beat up to have that opportunity to kick someone's ass. Right. Right. And so take just, four L's for one W. You, you, yeah, you got it. You got to You got to get your ass beaten to get to beat someone's ass. But she she goes to tournaments and uh, and they've not had people in her weight her age. So she fights the bigger kids and loses and goes home with the medal. So she pulls she pulls wins out of losses by having to fight at a level that makes no sense. What do you what do you do with the like for me? I I've signed one of my kids up for nine tournaments and they've done one. And each each time it's like throwing away three hundred dollars. But I don't even care. I don't even care. Like I just take him up there. He starts crying. He hugs me. I give him a kiss on the head. I walk him to the mat. And then finally, when he's like, "I'm not going to do it," I said, "Okay, tell the judge you're not going to do it." And he tells the judge, "Hey, I'm not going to do it." And then we leave. And I just assume that I don't, I don't yell at him. I don't, um, but he gets to see all the other kids go home with the medals. And I know it hurts him a little bit, but it's, it's just in due time. Right. The kids are they're, they're so different. I've got, I've got nine kids, eight of them uh, involved in jujitsu. Yeah. And all at such different levels, you know, but, but, Troy's, but when you say involved, Troy's, your eight kids are really involved. Well, like one won the Pan Am games and another one is uh, gets drugged to tournaments and they let him know when he has to go out there and fight. <laughs> right. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're practitioners. They're not dabbling. They're practitioners. They're, 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 their interest ranges from mild to obsessed. Right. And that I don't think that had anything to do with parenting. But 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 when the the one who's even mild, they're all gonna thank you. I think I do, and you I do think that has to do with parenting, right? They're all gonna thank yeah. you in ten years and be like, "Hey, thanks for making me do that." My gymnastics meets were at three in the afternoon anywhere in the city, and none of the gymnast parents were there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I take my kid to tennis lessons, and I'm the only parent there usually. And the tennis coach has been like, "Dude, leave." I'm like, "No," and he's like, "It's yeah, not, yeah, it's not yeah, good yeah. for your kids." I'm like, "I don't care." I don't fuck. Did you explain to him I'm not doing it for him? Yeah, I'm. I had him to watch <laughs> so I could watch him move. Leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, let let her be active. Oh no, uh, sorry. Vindicate said something uh, here that I, I want to just contextualize. Uh, what did you say, uh, Sevon? Didn't you just rant the other day about the the fucking danger? It's the games. It's different when you're 65. Please don't take it out of context, uh, Mr. Vindicate. By the way, get your CEO shirts at vindicate.com. Um, for me, there's no value in getting hurt. None. I'm interested in zero risk. My, my whole life is about being to be able to get walk, finish my podcast, walk over, kiss my kids, get in my van and and, and, and drive around with my kids all day and, and then and be able to sit down for two hours at dinner with Greg and have fun and laugh and, and, and chop wood in Greg's front yard like we do. That's I don't I don't fucking need any risk for injury for yeah, me personally. Listen, but I but at 18, up. I would have taken the risk, but not now. I got other shit. You're, it's it's complicated. Yeah. You're sitting okay. on a couch doing nothing, mm -hmm. um, and 
eating the wrong foods, you're morbidly obese, sedentary. Mm-hmm. There's there's really no way out that doesn't short term increase your risks. I mean, I can conjure up a plan by where we're going to stay on the couch and eat right for a while, and you know, perhaps. But I recognize in saying that I want you to go out to the mailbox and come back because you haven't in three years. I recognize in in that prescription that I've short-term increased the risk of something horrible happening. That's the orthopedic uh, cardiovascular risk uh, or card- uh, improving your cardiovascular capacity uh, puts you at orthopedic risk. Oh, I heard you say that oh, once. No, it, it, or both, five times. Both, both, are, both are a risk. Yeah. Both are a risk. Um, to, to walk with someone up of, of, short flight of stairs and come back down and see that it takes them 20 minutes to recover, that ought to scare you. We, we saw in this studies on, this is some of my father's work as chief scientist at, at uh, CrossFit. Um, the literature on sudden death in uh, young athletes um, showed that the intense exercise was a risk and being fit um, diminished the risk. And this is for congenital um, heart issues. That fitness reduced the risk of sudden death and exercise was 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 one of the causes. It's a no-brainer, right? You know, this was the inspiration in part for that low trajectory on a distant horizon. Don't tell me about increasing your deadlift by 25 fucking pounds. I don't like that at 65 pounds and I don't like it at 500. Right? In a, in a single effort today. <laughs> I added 25 pounds in my deadlift. I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't have. I, I, I think specifically though, we were talking about like, th- there's a difference between doing uh, uh, cleans at, uh, at 51 years old with, you, you know, um, sets of five or sets of 10 or, or doing a, a CrossFit workout with them or working on them versus going for a PR with a, a thick bar. Right. And it's like, I, I, I just at 65 or 51. I just, I, my, my priorities aren't, I, I have no desire for that. I, I think at some point, like why would you do the CrossFit games at 65? The, I, I think as you get older, there's the, significant risks to injury that you will not heal from. The, the, for sure. The the level of performance of a games athlete is far outside of a useful training stimulus. Meaning the do with the three minute Fran isn't going to significantly, uh, or the do with the two minute Fran. I'm isn't saying gonna sig- I'm saying the guy the the guys and gals at the at the games aren't the fittest in their lives of the week after. Right, right. 
and, and peak, all they peak at a level that is non-sustainable and they output at a level that's a it's a that's a detraining stimulus and also in real world application the firefighter who has a two-minute fran isn't going to save more lives than the firefighter who has a four-minute fran i don't know i don't know i i may be that i want him or her to uh to perform past the training past the positive training stimulus i think your example is exactly wrong oh really that might be the place where where it makes the difference these are the people we might call upon to sacrifice themselves fuck at, at that point it, it's like I, I think i've heard you explain this before too once you've reached that level the glass ceiling is like you're pushed up against the ceiling there's your growth in five years might be that of what someone makes in one day who's let tell who's me what fit. the games athletes do after the games lick their wounds yeah. get back to get back to training right away i don't know a week after i think most of them have a patho they're addicted they have a pathological ad addiction it's an interesting crowd <laughs> uh, uh sarah Cox, uh, we had a we can we you. can tell this we, i had a we had a standing deal don't put me at the athlete's table remember that yeah yeah Uh, Keith Keith Knapp uh, uh, um, uh, brunch and it wasn't. It, <laughs> I'll have to uh, Keith Knapp brunch making time can't listen as closely for the rest, but thanks for this. You're very Thank welcome, you. Keith. Do you know Keith Knapp, Greg? Name sounds familiar. He's the director of marketing for CrossFit. Is that right? Yeah. He was on a podcast a couple days ago. And I said in the, I, 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 I think that this podcast that he was on is brand diminishing, meaning like, I don't think anyone, I think everyone who goes on this podcast, people like them less. Like, I don't understand why anyone goes on that podcast. And so I, I found it very odd that he went on that podcast as the director of marketing. I'm like, why would you like, why would you go do something that would diminish your brand? It was, it was a trip. It trips me out. He's not a bad dude or anything. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I was just tripping on it. Anyway. Hey, I didn't get to any of my notes today. Yeah, so he's the marketing guy for CrossFit. What does that do? What's the marketing guy do? I don't think anything. I don't think anything right now. I don't think that. I think he's like a um, uh, uh, a, 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 wood, a woodworking man. I think he's like a carpenter with no tools. Like I don't think CrossFit in its current state has any tools for him even to apply. Do you know what I mean? So it's like imagine if you had a basketball team but no ball and no court. I think I think I I don't know this for sure, but I think CrossFit is in a place financially and um, with their the employees that they have left on staff where you have a guy who's like ready maybe to give orders on how to sell more memberships, but he doesn't have the tools to do it. That that's personally where what from my purview what I, I think the position that dude's in right now. I went to do a seminar for 50 guys that had no gear. <laughs> Tell me. I, I have to go. I have to go to tennis. I, that's a great. Uh... Got on an airplane to get out there and do it for the Department of Justice. Look at. Oh, shit. Uh, um, okay. Wow. I, uh, I, someone just texted me, uh, 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 interior designer, who you know. 
And they said, hey, the backlight is not working. Um, let me fix it. Tell me what you need to do, and I'll get the proper space for Greg. Look at that. Just fucking. Here's the thing. <laughs> it I, is. I I'm okay with it. I would have oriented myself differently, but it, it looks like a like a like a Mayflower van line truck in here. Oh, just because you um, just got there a couple of days ago? Yeah, the migration. You know, yeah. we've just arrived. And I mean, imagine this caravan. We got a we got a bearded dragon and a parrot and two cats, fucking three dogs, four kids, bicycles and toys and so. Um, my, I, I, uh, I'm planning on, um, uh, and, and you make a, a call to, uh, one of your, uh, caretakers, but I'm planning on coming up any day now. Good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make the drive. I'm going to, um, rent a car and load up the family and, and be up there. How dare you? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm doing it. Oh, good question. Last question. Does Greg have chimeneas there? Uh, Philip Kelly, who got to uh, hang out at your place in Larkin Valley with all the chimeneas. Hey, Phil. Not, you know, not here. And we've, we've been discussing it. <laughs> How do you not have a chimenea? That is signature Greg shit. I know. You know, the thing is, is we beat it before it gets cold. Uh, and, and too many trees there? Can you, can you light an outdoor fire there? Is that dangerous? Yeah, we could. It could be done. I mean, you're in a you're in a straight up forest that sits on a lake. Correct. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey, thank you. Uh, topics for uh, maybe uh, come on sooner than than a week. I, I wanted to talk about um, being liberal isn't a rational intellectual destination. You started talking to me about that uh, last time we had lunch together. And I think that's a potent topic. I want to talk about this uh, political correctness, the origins of that. And um and a couple other things. Yeah, well, the cost of political correctness. It was the bridge to insanity. So fun thing to talk about. All right. But we watched um, it I'm, go down. We all watched oh, it happen. Okay. I'll call I'm also available tomorrow if you want to come back on tomorrow, but I'll give you a call later on today as I rush off to tennis now. Perfect. Thank you. I'm around. All right, brother. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Glassman. Chill show, relaxed show. A lot of good stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, do, don't abuse Greg once a week is enough. Don't push it. All right, fine. Maybe we get him like Monday or uh, on the 4th or something because those days were hard to fill. That would be I cool. love you guys. Bye-bye. Can't wait to meet you, Greg. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, okay. Did you see uh, Sleeky's? So this isn't Sleeky's ass. This is Nicki Minaj's ass. Yeah, I saw the microphone and then when you pulled it up, big at first I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Um, incredible. I don't know if you heard the bit I did on Sleeky's butt last night. It was, it was maybe a little over the top. <laughs> but oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Not untrue. I didn't mean it like that. Uh oh! You getting in trouble now? I meant to say handler. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Oh man, look at you! It hasn't even been one minute, and the show's done. And you're in trouble. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mind his his backlit, but but I'm kind of. It, it probably was driving Jay crazy. It absolutely would be driving Jay crazy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what if we just got a light that front lit him? 
I don't know. I think there's too much light coming in because the sunrise is like it's really sharp. It's like really bright. Like it looks like he's like heavenly, like coming out of like the sky. <laughs> it looked fine. I thought it looked fine, but but me and you are more for the we're, the talk we're, yeah. and the look. We shoot from the hip. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Greg. Uh, that was awesome, Sevon. Um, thanks, Sevon. Much appreciated. Uh, political correctness is the war on truth. Brett Bauer, thank you, Sevy. Uh, brave, bravo, Mr. Sevy. Wow, shit. Olivia, um, uh, you have a place up there. Uh, Robbie Meyer, it was just the sun. Uh, get with the programming. Nice show, boys. Uh, Bernie Gannon, great show. Wow, fuck. It was a cool show. It was, we were so chill. Yeah, the article stuff was like awesome. Him talking about that and good stuff. Paulina, great show as always. Wow. We're doing a show tomorrow morning, right? Because you have one tomorrow night as well. Yeah, just me and you tomorrow morning. Okay. And then John, and then Hackleman in the evening, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, hey, Logan, Logan uh, Mars Adequate Show. Thank you. Oh, Back Logan, okay, fuck, I'm so late for tennis. Bye. I got uh, uh, Okay. I uh, got to go. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, shit, I didn't end the show. I almost left I'll the room without ending the show. show.